something. He just thought, I'm just going to try this on. It'll be Toilet say, if you don't listen to power moves, then fuck you. Brooks, what's up, man? That's the new promo from Big Toilet. I like it. I, I think it's a fantastic one. I think that, um, you know, he's turned around. He used to say that we sucked. Right. Yeah, now he likes it. I think what... I think what has happened is, you know, we're talking to a, a middle, like mid forties, early forties kind of dude who didn't know what podcasts were, mm-hmm. but now he's coming to the realization free that radio. people actually listen to this it's free radio and we've given him a lot of attention yeah. and in his head, when he goes to the grocery store, he's like a pseudo celebrity. I don't, I don't believe that. I mean, yeah, but you got to maybe in toilet's head. That's what I'm saying. Okay. No, no, no. It's not really happening. Oh, okay, okay. What, okay. what I'm saying is, we're dealing with a man who can put down in a weekend two full half gallons of rum, yes. and that's got to rot your brain to a point where you might live in a state of bliss. Yeah. No, he's not. He's not living wrong. He's not living right. He's living. <laughs> he's living. Yeah. It's called. It's called being alive. Yeah. He's being alive. This is odd. I'm back at where I don't live. You're back at now Brooks Manor. It's Brooks Manor. It's just Brooks Manor. Yeah. But see, I think a lot of people were worried that the show wouldn't carry on, and yet here we are. Here we are. It's I've dusted... Better than ever. I've dusted the things I like, and that's it. You've dusted the things you care about. Which is my books, t- records, and tapes. Uh, and I even alphabetized the records. Wow. Yeah. See, that's that would be the thing that you would do last if you were yeah. properly cleaning. No, exactly. I'm like, like the first thing I did was like, well, you know, I should, since I live here, I should alphabetize my records. It's like when you're supposed to move and you find like an old Nintendo and mm-hmm. just play that, oh. and then all of a sudden you're trashed and nothing got done. It's super fun. Yeah. I now I know where everything is. It's exciting. Um, we were in Kings Leon last night. It was, it was a delight. I remember once in college we were supposed to clean our house, and then we found out that there was a. Uh, a real world marathon on and we just watched real world yeah. for literally two days and just watched beer cans pile uh, up the real back in the like early real worlds before everybody was like so self-aware were the best do you remember real world vegas oh yeah were they just like all fucked like immediately in the hot tub right they get there and and they become self-aware as to what reality television is yeah. and they it's just let's fuck it was awesome. We're going to start off the races right now. There was like a real world Vegas marathon on one time at, when I was visiting my grandparents and I had to play the like live on the remote, you know, in case someone walks through. Right. Like, uh, 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 I'm watching SpongeBob. In case, then say some boobies pop up on oh, the screen. Yeah. And you'd always get busted. Oh, it, always. You're watching like some PG-13 movie from like 93 and... Of course, grandma walks through while there's the one half second shot of some tits. Absolutely. My friend's dad had like a black box, you know, where he has every cable channel. Oh, yeah. And we were we had a sleepover one time and we fell asleep with the porno channel on. Mm-hmm. Like all of us because we just were like staring. <laughs> no. And his stepmom walks downstairs. Just stop trying to stay awake. Just one more. Just got to keep flash. watching the boobs. And then his mom walks downstairs in the morning. And she goes. Looks like y'all pitching tents down here. <laughs> Such a funny, like, made us all so embarrassed. And she's oh, you'd like, want to die. Yeah, yeah. Uh. I had a friend named TJ Akmanik who was the bad kid of the neighborhood because his parents were Mormon, and he wasn't allowed to have chocolate or or pop or Coca Cola so or he anything. Was the bad kid. Yeah. So it made him tur- It made him be extremely bad. Because he wasn't ever allowed to do anything. So when he, like, yeah, it's like when the, it's kind of like how it, when you go to Europe, you can drink on the streets uh-huh. and people over there handle it well. Like right. Amsterdam, you can smoke weed legally. So people over there chill. Uh-huh. As Americans, we're like, we, it's like we're Mormons. Like our parents don't let us do any of that shit. Yeah. So when we go there, we go fucking nuts. I have to do it all the time. We go nuts. Instead of just sometimes. So they think we're psychos. It's like, no, our parents don't let us drink in the street. <laughs> it's like, do you have a keg? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just driving it, dragging it around on a red wagon. A hundred percent. It was, yeah, I get so wasted when I'm in Europe just because you can, and they, but they know better. I mean, I'm not, I, I, I've never been to Europe. I'm a poor man, <laughs> but it's on an airplane. Yeah. I drink excessively just because you can, you can, yeah. you're on a public transportation system of, of sorts. Mm-hmm. And it's just so pleasurable to be able to get inebriated. Oh man. I want to talk, want to talk about plane ride real quick. Burns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Gabrielle, uh, Gabrielle and I went to uh, my grandfather's funeral in Missouri and on the flight there, you know, had like 
uh, red wine. And then uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor is on. <laughs> you know how hard you cry on a plane? Yeah. Couple that with the Mr. Rogers documentary. Like people <sighs> were concerned. Like our shoulders are just sagging. <laughs> we're like, there's just like snot bubbles with how hard we're crying. I did this at the arc light. Yeah. So imagine we, being on a plane. It would be so much worse. Yeah. So your friend. who The hardest the I've ever cried on a plane was uh, Moneyball. Because they just wouldn't let Billy Bean have anything, man. He had a good idea. And, like, they just, were, those bunch of old pieces of shit wouldn't listen to him. Dude, I watched Marley and Me on a plane. And that was like, <laughs> that was like a gunshot to the face. I was sobbing. And TJ Akmonik's uh, mom would spend all day in the sunroom. She was one of those moms who just stared, like, blankly out the window uh, and sipped Diet Coke. Uh, oh, just endless diet coke no and tj would go out and roam the neighborhood and his favorite thing was to moon kids oh, and moon fun. cars going by yeah but it was one it's of those weird. things we didn't do it because yeah. we're like we're on our street man we yeah. live here <laughs> and i remember tj right in front of his house has got his pants pulled down to the point where like his dick's out you know mm -hmm. and he's full over just slapping his ass and his mom walks out and, and stares at him wow. and blamed me. Yeah. Like, Michael, you need to go home. You're a bad influence. It's like, what are you fault. talking about? It's My mom fault. lets me have all the pop I want. Yeah. Live from Los Angeles. Woo. California. You're listening to Power Move, Daddy. Yeah, we're making power moves. Rocking a Detroit groove. To some American dudes out making power moves. Straight out of Grand Block, Michigan, rocking a cold one in each hand. My buddy Dave and I are Americans, just making power moves, ripping heaters and chugging paps. Now you lied with no class, blowing shit up and chasing ass. Yeah, we're making power moves. Yeah, we're making power moves. Right to a Detroit groove. This all American dudes out making power moves. Yeah. And we're back. What a long intro. I thought we were already doing the show. No, no. I decided to switch it up. Last week, I, uh, I shortchanged everybody and did not give them a little, uh, little bit of an intro. So this week, yeah, okay. uh, and I'm awake. It's early. This is probably the earliest we've ever this recorded. This is the earliest you've ever recorded. Now we have to, now we have to plan this mm -hmm. since we don't live together. Right. Yeah. And I have to double check because you could get... Tossed by the wayside from no, the, no, I've I've never missed a yeah, I, but I'm I, guessing you do. You put did you put this in your calendar? I knew I knew I had to <laughs> do this at ten thirty. I have to be another place at twelve thirty. I have to be another place at two. I have like a busy day. Yeah, you're wall to wall. Yeah, but in general, it's it's I'm I'm going to have to double check because I I this morning I was like if I go all the way over there in a lift. And he's and Brooks there. is just like out having brunch with his babe, <laughs> relaxing. <laughs> I'm gonna be so steamed. Yeah. Well, so I was. I was very ready for it. Um. Uh. Very sad. Uh. Thing that we have to talk about just for a second. Our our, our dear friend, uh, someone who was very very important to the Los Angeles comedy community, Brody Stevens, passed away. Um. Again, another death, Brooks. Whack, yeah. Like I think, somebody, we, well, I think we made fun of you said last week you go you go it happens in threes because my grandpa had died. Uh -huh. And then on the way to the airport, um I I found out and texted Howard Kramer and he called and I was like you I was like Burns was just joking that someone else was gonna die yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. And it it always fucking happens. Yeah. But this one was this is gutting to a lot of people, and I'm not gonna pretend like a, a lot of people like Brody was such a good pal. We hung out and and I wasn't like close friends with Brody. No, Stevens. Brody would just he would be like Michael Burns. Yes, he knew exactly. He knew exactly who you were. He yeah. he always greeted Michael you. Michael Burns, excitedly. Michigan State, and he did warm up for ridiculousness for many of the years that I wrote there. Yeah, and when you're working with a studio audience filled with a lot of, uh, for lack of a better term, bridge and tunnel type people, people from out of town. People who got free tickets to go see a free show. They don't even know what it's going to be. And a very popular show, though. Yeah, but they don't know. you just like, do you want to see a show? Right. Yeah. But Brody Stevens, a very specific style of humor. Yeah. And an older man. I think he was, he passed away at 48. So let's say he was 45 or so. And these are young, hip kids who like skateboards and rob deer deck. And Brody Stevens would go up and the writers, it was such a treat for us to watch. 
You just howl watching at this guy go mm-hmm. to work and say these crazy, do like alternative crazy comedy yeah. that they were not ready for. Yes. And um, you, you may have seen him in, um, in uh, was it Old School? He's in Old He's School. A hangover. No, hangover. He's hangover in Hangover 2. Hangover 2. Hangover I was too. cut out of funny people. And he has a, a, sh- a short documentary about him that Zach yeah, Galifianakis it's called produced. Enjoy it. It's called Enjoy It. Howard was Howard was saying Howard was uh, there, and um, he like one of the police officers was like, oh, he looks familiar. And bro- and Howard had said he had to stop himself by being like, well, that's because he was in the Hangover. <laughs> hangover too. Cut out of funny people. It's fantastic. If if you, if, it's nothing. I mean, he's just great. Yeah, I won't watch go on, I won't watch go on and on it. about him. But yeah, just watch, enjoy it. It's a really cool, neat documentary about a really cool, neat dude. If you like this podcast, I guarantee you will love Brody <laughs> Stevens. Enjoy it. It's so good. Find it. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have a good time. You you can find it easy. I'm sure. I'm sure Comedy Central made it. Well, that's not true at no, all. No, I think they did. They may have taken it from behind the paywall because okay. of this. Okay. Enjoy it. Brody Stevens. Check it out. Rest in peace, brother. Let's get into trying to do my thing. Smooth mm. transition. It's a great transition. This has happened so many times now. It's like, well, this person died and we're real sad. All right, let's get into the silly crap well, that mean, we talk about. Yeah, my, the show must go on. That's yeah. the thing with comedians. The show goes on. Well, also, like, Brody passed away. Like, when I found out Brody passed away, I was immediately knew. I was like, oh, he, you know, he did it. Um, and it's, it was like, it was a bummer, but... It, this not to be crass, but like when Kevin died, that that was like ah what, like it was just right. so it just like this, I'm like also like kind of numb after Kevin died. And I'm like when somebody dies, I'm like that's what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just like it's just like what are you gonna do? It yeah. sucks. Yeah, I was in the middle of moving. That's that was my thing. Yeah. That's been my thing for days. I live in it's semi chaos. When you move into a new place and you just got boxes and you don't know where to start. It's just I, my I'm living grabbing my underpants and socks out of a gym bag. Yeah, and it's just you can't find the other sock. You're like, God damn it! It's, God damn it! It's tough. You're saying you've been rocking it in the hot tub though. Yeah, we do have a hot tub, and boy, I tell you what, no one uses it, Brooks. That's some that's some L.A. shit, man. That, yeah, that is it wild. is a giant like ten plus ten person, beautiful hot tub. It's clean and sparkling. And every night, Melissa and I go down there and we, we take a beer or a glass of wine and we pop a couple of those weed blueberries that we love so much, the little five milligram guys just to get chilled out. Mm-hmm. And boy, oh boy, is it a treat. But there is no one else in our whole fucking complex. I've not once, not once have I seen in the hot tub. Also the pool. They keep that fucker warm enough that you can go in it at night. Oh, that's Even when amazing. it's 45 degrees out. This sounds great. The pool is just a delight. Yeah. Um, talking about five milligram little things. I was just in Missouri. My cousin said his friend didn't know. He took a 250. He ate a 250 milligram bar. Oh, no. Yeah. And then he just started passing out, waking up, <laughs> throwing up. Yeah. Yeah. He, he doesn't smoke weed or eat weed, but he was just 200. He ate like a big, like one of those chocolate or jelly bar type of things. Yeah. That's like, that's like partitioned, like that. You're supposed to take one little, like, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. like a Hershey's like bar right. amount. He ate the whole thing. Like and a candy bar. Just like kept like passing out, waking up, screaming. That's the thing is like, I think it's documented. There might be like one, but no one's ever died from weed. Right. No, but he was just like freaking. So yeah, you think you're going to die. And that, that feeling of death is never going to stop. I, the last time I did way, I overdosed way, way uh, on too much weed, way, way on too much weed. Good talking. That's why we don't do this this early. I, uh, I was at Eric Andre's. For like a barbecue, like a Fourth of July barbecue, and he goes, "Hey, buddy, uh, hey. here, yeah, these are really strong. You're gonna want to just take half of a half, man." So we, it was this little, uh, like a like a jelly candy, and he broke. It was a gummy. Broke off half of this. So it was it was uh two sections, and me and Melissa split it and commenced to get way way too high and then looked at what the packaging was and half it was a hundred milligram bar so we each took fucking 25 milligrams at one time which Mm -hmm. is enough for you brooks to melt into the fucking floor i die (laughs) so you want to die but you're not going to that's remember when I got too stoned in the middle of the day, I tried to go buy beer. And then when I got to the <laughs> counter, I couldn't talk. So I just set it on the ground and left so early in the day. 
You just wanted to relax. Like you had a day off and yeah, had a hard day like, the day I was before. Like, I was going to eat this weed. And then I was like, oh no, I need some beer to fucking chill out. You went to get a six pack and got, went to the gas station. Yeah. Took well, a six pack up to the counter and freaked out. I had a freak out. And I like, couldn't not, talk to the there's cashier. There's no way to be able to like deal with this money. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't know my fucking, I got to put it in. I was shaking. It was terrible. That's insanity. Yeah. And then, and then I had to convince you that it was okay to 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 get saucy delivery, which is just beer delivery. And then when the guy came, I was like, "Oh, Burns, can you go to?" <laughs> you made me go get it from the door. Yeah. But then you drank those six beers, totally fine. Oh, kind of evened me out. I think you went and got another six pack afterwards because well, you were was trying like to get one the other in six the pack. afternoon at that point. <laughs> that was that's time for a second six pack. Yeah, exactly. Let's get in. Do you have a thing? Uh, my thing, I guess, was just traveling a lot, like driving through Missouri roads. Man, that is fun. Like Missouri roads, like off of seventy, those are like windy and hilly. It's fucking dope as shit. Gabrielle's from Missouri, so she like drove half of them. It's uh, I say. What I realized, like when you're driving real like harrowing roads, it is not as much fun to be a passenger. Right. You know what I mean? Like I was driving. I was like, this is awesome. Then it's Gabs, the safest thing in the world when you're, you're driving. Yes. Then Gabs was like, I want in. She started driving. I was like, Dude, uh, I'm like doing the fake fucking phantom brake on uh-huh. my side. And it's beautiful. So that people are the drivers looking oh, out the you're window. Staring Look at this over here. Like, oh, my God. And like, I got it. Yeah. Plus you're cliff. Yeah, plus you're just like uh we you see like one deer every hour. You're like, ah. and you got to see your cousins. You told me you went out and saw so your cousins. Your buddy's house, your shot, cousin's house. I shot, shot some guns. guns into the woods. It was it was for a funeral, an elderly person's funeral. It was really fun. It was nice. Yeah, we shot guns. That's where guns deer. are okay. Out in the middle of nowhere, out where the, the only person you can kill is yourself. Oh my gosh, I thought about that. I was like, I was like, I don't need to fucking this to fucking. I need to shoot my leg. Yeah, at I a mean, funeral. Yeah, you're not gonna do that. I mean, you've got to be. Oh, I don't know, dumb. man. You just heard about how I couldn't even get a fucking pack of beer. I <laughs> definitely might shoot my leg after a after I have fucking three beers and shoot guns into the woods. Let's get into some power news. You can use. I like this. This one made me giggle, Brooks. Ooh, talking about, you were just talking about in pro wrestling terms, it was Ric Flair's 70th birthday on Monday. Yes. And Batista showed up and beat him up. I saw that. Baloney Batista. I like Batista. I love Batista. Me and Brooke, me, me and Vince had uh, beers at Roost on Monday and talked about how, like, I was like, I like Batista. He's like, I like Batista too. Some people fucking hate him. Like a lot of the marks. They just they hate when Batista comes back. Why? Because he's so because he's just a big strong guy. Yeah, they just have that. They have a stigma attached to him that he's not very good, okay. and he's just yeah, he's just a big strong guy. Like Cena. But the guy, he's so nice. Every every uh, encounter anyone's ever had with him that I know, he was he's been a super nice guy. He's in fun movies. Yeah, he's like the Rock Junior of movie careers. He's so funny in Guardians of the Galaxy, and went from being you know Batista to being mega movie star in a fucking huge franchise. Yeah. Then he's in a new film that's going to come out with a Kumail. Yeah, I forget who went and wrote down on that. I auditioned for it. I think Jared Logan wrote on that. Yeah, and he said like he was awesome. Driver fights ticket for using cell phone he claims was actually a McDonald's hash brown. This is great. (laughs) This is a softball story for us, but... I just love it. It fits Randy, perfectly. Randy Lidke literally made cookies that looked like cell phones. Yes. And then drove around trying to get pulled over so he could eat the cookies. Yes. Comedian Randy Lidke baked cookies. Yeah. And and did get pulled over and taped it, I believe, and got chewed out. Yeah, yeah. And a Connecticut man claims he's been wrongly accused of distracted driving, insisting police mistook a McDonald's hash brown for his cell phone. And now a Norwalk Superior Court judge is deliberating the case of Jason Stiber, who was pulled over in Westport on April 11th last year for allegedly driving while talking on his mobile phone. Uh, Stiber, 45, contends the West Police Department Corporal Sean Wong made an honest mistake and mixed up the driver's black cell phone with a hash brown wrapped in a white McDonald's paper he was eating. I like how you called it an honest mistake. A magistrate convicted Stiber who re- represented himself this past August probably just rolled in there like, I don't need a lawyer. It was a fucking hash brown. This isn't hard. My brother one time tried to uh, be his own lawyer in, in a traffic court because uh-huh. he just hoped the cop wouldn't show up. 
And then right, the, that's what you do. And then the cop showed up. My brother uh, had to be like, I represent myself. I call the police officer to the stage. Like, he did all this. And to the, the stage? Yeah. And the, the cop <laughs> Coming up, up next to the stage, police officer. And he was like, he was like uh, so, Officer Jones, or whatever it was, how many people did you give tickets to that day? And then the judge is like, this is not important. <laughs> so Brett was no like, God damn it. how it yeah. works. So, yeah, if you in, in Connecticut, if a magistrate uh, uh, like convicts you and you're unhappy with it, you take it to a regular like ch- trial judge, and they're very different. Uh-huh. Um, so it was a $300 ticket, and he's already spent $1,000 to fight this ticket Yeah, because he's so pissed off. I get it. It's the principle of the thing. It's fun. Uh, this is from the lawyer. I've done nothing but criminal defense for 21 years, and I have a very sensitive nose for lying clients. Stiber's lawyer, John Thiergerson, told NBC News on Tuesday, I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that I firmly believe my client 100%. And I do, too. I don't even I wasn't there. I got to tell you. Yeah. The defense insists it has phone records to show Stiber wasn't talking at the time he was pulled over and a receipt for the hash brown and caramel frappe purchased that morning. And Stiber's car and phone are also hooked up to a hands-free Bluetooth, making it unnecessary for him to hold a phone, even if he were chatting, according to his defense. This motherfucker's just trying to have a nice McDonald's caramel coffee drink. And a fucking hash brown, which is a fucking power order. Like, he didn't even get the sandwich. It's pretty dope. That's like, that's a, it sounds nice. Like, me and you, like, I got to get the sausage. I need the protein. Yeah. This guy just does, he's just having a nice morning snack. He's not wrong. With a sugar drink. No, he's not mad. The cop says he saw my client's lips moving. My client's lips were moving because he was chewing on his hash brown, Thigerson said. He's fighting this because he didn't do anything wrong. This is a dumb cop situation. Yeah. Let it go, man. Yeah. Just let everyone needs to let it go. This just makes a police officer look like a stupid idiot. It's not even the right color of the cell phone. Yeah, this is It's insane. a bright white wrapper. Can't have a hash brown while you're driving in the United States of America. Some bullshit. I, I love this guy who's fighting this. Let's moving on. Teen jailed after calling 911 on himself to demand his own arrest. For getting drunk at home. What? <laughs> yeah, this is fucking great. This is some just dipshit, kid. Oh, this is great. This is some real millennial shit. Van Buren, Arkansas. On Thursday night, police received a call from an 18-year-old reporting underage drinking in his home by him. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Basically, I guess was intoxicated and called our office and said he was underage and drinking and he wanted to go to jail. Van Buren Police Department Jonathan Ware told the ABC News in a telephone interview. At first, the responding officers were a little confused, he said. They went to make contact, and when they went to the house, this guy, he actually came out of the apartment with his hands up saying... Here I am. I will go peacefully. Oh, my God. Like fucking full on cornholio. What? <laughs> Just, oh, my God. I've. It's like the first time you beat off. And you're like, oh, Jesus, yeah. please. Here I am. I am sorry. I'll never touch my wiener again. Take me to hell. The dark sinness, the sin darkness <laughs> will take me over. Please burn in hell forever for me, Jeebus. Yeah. And then you're like. Five minutes later, like, oh, that's pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Try that again. <laughs> Same thing with drinking. Like, you get drunk, and you're like, I feel so guilty. Oh, I was going to barf. I'm never going to drink again. No, you again. mean the next day? Yeah. Yeah, you got the Sunday scaries. Fucking a couple days later. Maybe you guys want to get some more beers? It's, well, it's like, I in college, I would quit drinking all the time, and then, like, a day later, they'd be like, well, it's, you know, Mark's birthday tomorrow. <laughs> right, and you get suckered be into weird it. not to drink for Mark's birthday. You know, we see each other <laughs> yeah. once a month. Yeah, a lot of people, it's not their fault they're an alcoholic. Right. It's the it's peers Mark's, that they It's keep. Mark's birthday. Like, it's... I can't imagine some of the people that we hang out with that have quit drinking but still go out to all the nincompoop behavior parties and social gatherings that we have. Oh, they got great willpower. I mean, they, that's fantastic willpower. Yeah. It's also just kind of boring. Like... You're around people that are just mashed out of their head. I mean, you, I forget where I was recently. Oh, I started taking mushrooms mm-hmm. uh, and that mm-hmm. really, that really chills me out. But then I'm at parties and I see people, I, I'm like more perceptive. And then I just see people wasted. And I'm like, 
Like, uh, Kev, one of the last Kevin Barnett stories was I was on mushrooms at Jeff Ross's house and I was just like judging everyone because I thought they're all looking weird. And Kevin came out to be like, hey, man, what's up? And I was like, everybody's drunk. This is, you all look weird. He goes, well, to be fair, you're standing alone in the lawn right now. <laughs> I was like 100 yards away from everyone. I was like, oh, I forgot. <laughs> all right. So after he does, here I am. I will go peacefully. At the time, the officers didn't know it was him who called. And they thought it was a neighbor. Oh, wow. <laughs> the officers asked what was going on. And this kid admits that he called the police on himself. This guy's awesome. So the officers, and these are cool fucking cops. Yeah. The officers want to give him a chance. And they said, look, man, just go stay in your apartment and don't drink. And you can go back in your house. Yeah. You're fine, man. You don't need to do this. We don't want to process you. We don't yeah. have to go through this. And he, But I guess he wasn't good with that, where explained. They actually gave him a chance to go back inside and sober up, but he refused. He said, I really need to go to jail. I really, oh my gosh, bud, bud. Where said the young man told officers he'd been drinking after having a bad day. Welcome to the club, man. Jeez, dude. So yeah, he gets fully processed. He's going to have this on his fucking record because he called himself. Do you know how fucking mad your parents would be? They'd be more mad at you than if you just got hammered and got in trouble for it. I, yeah, I don't know, man. I would be like, what? It's bizarre. It's insane. We've got, I think, yeah, three cop stories in a row, Brooks. That's exciting. It's exciting. We've got power moves. All different types. Power cops. Cops suspended after letting couple get it on in patrol car. What? A Florida cop has been disciplined. Oh, God. <laughs> That's how every great story starts. So I left the Florida one for last, Brooks. A Florida cop has been disciplined for allowing a couple under arrest to smoke kiss, cuddle, and engage in sexual activity while they're in the rear of a police cruiser. What? Doug Mc... Officer what, Doug... is he renting it out like for birthdays? <laughs> fucking wild. This is another very chill police officer. Yeah. Officer Doug McNeil, the Fort Pierce Police Department, arrested Zachary Melendick and Crystal Lee for allegedly stealing... They're like 23, 24. They're stealing jewelry and a baby toy from a Walmart. Of course. Oh, my God. Uh, Melendick was also charged with trespass since Walmart security had previously ordered him to stay away from the store. Oh, man, that's like my older brother Brad trying to get back in that Cedar Rapids Red Lobster. <laughs> Not allowed. We talked about that last episode, right? That was a few episodes ago where they took, a, they took a Polaroid of him and allegedly it's hanging in the back. Oh, man. It would be so fucking dope if it's still there. Oh, I know. So he handcuffs the chick behind her back but removes her handcuffs from the rear to the front. So she can smoke a cigarette while standing outside the patrol car. Okay. This this cop is chill. Yeah, he's very chill. It sounds like a nice guy. Yeah. Um, and then the other dude who's using crutches, the guy doesn't even handcuff him. He's got he's on crutches. The guy's like, You don't need handcuffs. Yeah. You're, you're, you're fine. You're not going anywhere. So Lee and Melendick were subsequently placed in the rear of McNeil's squad car, which the officer drove to the county jail. As recorded on a police cam, there's images of this shit. Oh my gosh, dude, you come on, you're a cop, you know you're being filmed. <laughs> they make out the whole time in route to the to the county lockup. And at one point, Barry White's Can't Get Enough of Your Love, Babe is played on the car's radio. Oh my gosh. So the cop is put on Barry White's. <laughs> the cop's a dope Uber driver right now. I think he just wanted to see him fuck. Yeah, he's just an Uber driver that's like, yeah, you can do whatever you want back there. Yeah, baby. that sounds like a cool Uber driver. Yeah. Yeah, you guys, uh, yeah, if you could smoke, yeah, just uh, if you want to drink some beers, just keep those down. Yeah, yeah. Investigators, oh, after enjoying the smoke, the couple then engaged in sexual activity. An internal affairs report noted that due to Lee and Mullendick's body posture and arm movements, it's apparent Mullendick and Lee are sexually pleasuring each other with their hands. <laughs> Investigators did not base that conclusion solely on footage recorded in the cruiser. During questioning by an internal affairs detective, Lee said that Mullendick fingered her while she gave him a hand job. Good. Mullendick told the investigator that he got her off and she got me off. No, no. So this dude fucking came in the back of the fucking police car this, while I mean, the guys, while the cops there driving, they're smoking cigarettes. He's busting nuts everywhere. This is, 
This is a power move. <laughs> That's insane. This is insanity. While McNeil said he saw nothing wrong with the couple kissing and cuddling in the car, he claimed not to have seen any sexual activity. Right. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, if, you know, if a young couple... A couple smoocheroos. They, they gotta, you know, young people... They want to show affection to each other, and I'm not—I'm not some weird old man. I'm cool with it, you know. And maybe they were finger fucking and jacking, and like if that happened, you know, I wasn't staring at it because I have a little bit of class. <laughs> I'm not some pervert like you guys who probably would have stared down his dong, busting no the fat nut. Yeah, I'm not no creep. <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> a female cop who watched the arrestees while the cop was in the Sally Port declared, "I think they're making babies back there." <laughs> So some other chick, while they're still waiting to get processed, wow. they're still getting it on. Uh, McNeil was suspended without without pay for 20 days due to his violation of multiple police policies. Okay. <laughs> I mean, due to, due to being too fucking cool. Due to do, yeah. You guys awesome. That, that's the kind of behavior from a police officer that I would think would make people not be so bad. Yeah. I mean, just there's going to be no fury towards the police after this. They're going to be like, yeah, you know what? I did some bad shit. I got arrested, but he was cool about it. He let me smoke and bust some loads in his car. This is insane. And then I went to jail. He's totally fine. Yeah. Cops are cool, man. (laughs) And I'm a criminal. Everybody wins. Brooks, let's do it. Let's fucking do it, man. Power Sports Patriots owner Robert Kraft charged on two counts counts of first-degree solicitation. When I saw that... Let's enjoy this, Brooks. When I saw that, I jumped up to go find you, and you're like, (laughs) oh, I know. (laughs) Oh, I am very aware. Yeah. (laughs) It's a a little old, but... The the uh, the the newest news is only two days old when this podcast comes out, and there's no way we're not going to talk about this. No, first. yeah, please fill me in on everything. So I've pulled up uh, what I consider. I think it's an ESPN article, and it has more details okay. than we're used to. Uh-huh. You know, just in a, in a regular like that, everyone might not know. Everyone knows the basics. Yeah, but Robert Kraft tried I think, to get a handy. I think we from need a, from an Asian day spa. I think we need to break it all down. Let's okay. do it. Authorities say New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft visited a Florida massage parlor for sex acts in the morning of the AFC championship game, which he attended in Kansas City later that day. Dude, he's got some... Point number one. Yeah. He went to a shitty massage parlor to get a rub and tug and a beach, apparently, of some point, and then goes... What did, did he have to relax? Was he like, I can't handle this stress. I gotta get out the poison. And the Chiefs are a tough game. That's the biggest game of the. That's the biggest game of the Pats season. Absolutely, it was a huge game. But couldn't he have just taken care of this with some hotel conditioner in the shower? I mean, what are you I, doing, dude? I, I don't know, man. According to the documents released by the Palm Beach State's Attorney's Office on Monday, it was the second visit by Kraft to the parlor in less than twenty-four hours. It's great, great HJs, man. 24, one day. The documents say Kraft arrived at the Orchids of Asia day spot in a chauffeured 2015 blue Bentley. Oh, that's a nice ride. At 11 a.m. on January 20th. His chauffeur knows he's taking him to get a hand job. You're not even driving yourself to get a hand job? Oh, this is like one of those, like... Guys who sit there and watch, you know, in in like a like a last Boy Scout, like there's a senator beating the shit out of a prostitute, and the like the hard ass guys just sit there, like we don't see nothing. We're yeah. paid to see nothing. We're just here to protect the senator. Yeah, that's like Trump's driver is like suing him for like he's never paid him overtime. But yeah, he was like Trump's personal driver for like twenty years. Unreal. So you just have to sit outside while he's like, I'm gonna. If Stormy walks in, let her in. This is the second, sir, Mr. Trump. <laughs> this is the second time that this has happened. Okay. In in twenty four hours, he went. It must have been good. Yeah, it's like when Shaq, no, when uh, Charles Barkley got in trouble for um, getting a blowjob, and then he got arrested. Speeding. I was. It was all. I I almost had the. I was going to do that full story, but we don't have time. Well, for what's it. the quick story? What is well, it? Well, Charles Barkley gets pulled over by a cop, and he's got a. Uh, he's he's going to meet some chick, and I think he's he gets a DUI. And that's why he was driving. And he tries to explain that he had to drive the car to go get a blowjob from some chick around the corner and tells the cop that it's, it was such a good blowjob that I have to have another one immediately. <laughs> yes. It yes. was so good. So maybe we it was got the best blowjob he ever had. Maybe we got a similar situation with Robert Kraft here. 
And then he tells some other chick when he gets when he goes down to the police station, if you get me off of this, I'll get your name tattooed on my ass. <laughs> Charles Barkley's the best. <laughs> still is the best. He's still the best. Uh, so he's videotaped receiving oral and manual sex from a woman at the spa in Jupiter. Officials say he gave her a hundred dollar bill and another bill, ooh, a little tipsky, before ooh, leaving they- at eleven fifteen AM. Which he's only there for fifteen minutes. I mean, get in and get out. He gets in and gets out. But no chit-chat? No gets foreplay? Gets in, gets off, get out. That's a walk-in. Whip your dong out. Jack my dick off. And I'm then, late for bye. a game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know I was just here. But I know, you know, we had chit-chat before. You know me. I know you. Uh-huh. I'm rich. Here's 100 bucks. Tug it out. Yes. And this is a dark story, but we shouldn't make so much light of the, the, the actual... Because it is a sex ring and the it's bad. It's bad. Yes, but, it's we'll, but we'll get to that. Should be legal. Uh, the AFC Championship game against the host Chiefs kicked off at 6:40 Eastern time. So he's got a couple hours. He's got the poison out. He's got it. The 77 year old Kraft. Who? How the fuck are you this horny at 77? Yeah, what are you doing old? getting all horno at 77, my man? I would. I. I don't want that. No. It's a hassle. That sounds like a lot. You know what's nice? Not being horno. Oh, it's great. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> if you're 77 and you've got to go get the same rub and tug twice in 24 hours, you need to go to a doctor. Yeah, man. You got, you're taking too many of whatever pills you're on. Robert Kraft, you're too horno. You need to cut down on the dick pills, bro. If convicted, Kraft could face one, <laughs> one year in jail. Oh, wouldn't that be a treat? No way. I know. It's never going to happen. Right. But wouldn't that be a treat? Robert Kraft in jail is pretty fucking funny. So funny. You know, the best part of all this is um, that he cannot be seen in public at games now. No. People are going to be like, hey, Robert, fucking get your dick jacked off. Where's your fuck? You fucking pay for her dick. Like just Robert, Robert. You, You know who's not chill? Uh, fans at football like games, a Philly game. Yeah, Jesus Christ, that dude can't just pop. Like, dude is no more. He's not in the parade F- anymore. Fucking Philly fans throw like a Ziploc bag of mayonnaise at him. Yeah. Hey, Kraft, here's yeah. your comeback. Exactly, it's perfect. <laughs> he could also get five thousand dollar fine, which he doesn't care about. But a hundred hours of community service and attendance in a human trafficking dangers class. Oh. That's fine. Picking up trash by the side of the road. Yeah. In with his flowing white rich man hair and oh, in an orange jumpsuit. Ooh. He would he would pay someone to get plastic surgery to look like him to sign in to do this. And then of course his fucking uh spokesman says, Well, we categorically deny that Mr. Kraft engaged in any illegal activity. As part of a crackdown on sex trafficking in Florida, uh, hundreds of arrest warrants, including 23 others. There's a lot of people. There's some other dude from like a city group guy, like some billionaire. Yeah, I he mean, got they, pinched. This, this was this, this is where Mar-a-Lago is. Yeah, this is an underground, like tipsy thing, like for rich guys. Hey, man, it's safe to go here. I've been going there for years. You know, Chun Li does it does it real right. I'm not gonna <laughs> Chun Li, dude. Yeah, it's a Street Fighter reference, it's a but street I think fighter, it's, a, yes. it's apropos. Okay. Uh, it's very close to what the actual names are. I'm uh, trying to be. Don't try to throw me under the bus. All right, man. I'm just, I'm just sound, sounds like you're pretty proud of that. Ten spas have been closed from Palm Beach to Orlando, and several people charged with sex trafficking have been taken into custody. There's ten of these places. This is a goddamn chain. This is like a Chipotle. Yeah. Oh, it's fucked up because they... um. They've been investigating these for months. Uh, they gathered all this evidence, and they all have all these interviews with men stopped leaving the spas. Oh, really? So they've been just snagging people, and I don't know if they're telling them who they are or if it's just undercover. Like, hey, man, uh, I heard uh, it's real, real sexy in there. Yeah, um, what what goes on in there? I just, oh my! Gosh. I've never been in there before. They've done trash bin searches. And surveillance of their owners. At least he didn't pay with a check like Jesse Smollett. He paid in cash. Oh my he's a goddamn God. professional. Yeah, he's a pro. He's a professional. Um, the judges, they all got busted because the judges allowed issued warrants that allowed them to put uh, cameras inside the spot. Yeah. So these are just, they, they had cameras all through all these fucking places. And all these rich guys don't know. There's a, there's a Robert Kraft sex tape, Brooks. No. 
It exists. No. That's what I want to see it. Oh, gosh. I want to see that old dick, Brooks. No, no. I want to see that old orange dick. Oh, boy. Dude, we, I don't like this. I don't like where this story went at all. Hey, man, I, I'm just saying. I Curiosity. I want to see it. The larger picture, which we must all confront, is the cold reality that many prostitutes in cases like these are themselves victim, often lured to this country with promises of a better life, only to be forced to live and work in a sweatshop or a brothel performing sex acts for strangers. Uh, before raids began last week, most of the women were living in the spas and were not allowed to leave without an escort. And that's very, very sad. Yeah. And that's very simply solved. Let it be fucking legal. Legalized. It's like weed. Like putting people in jail for weed. Fucking weed that I have in my bag right now. For no fucking reason. Yeah. Is it just because... Some old white fucks didn't know how to make money off of it yet. Once they figure it out, they'll be able to do it. And it's all Christian values too, Brooks. It's all that fucking bullshit. Well, I mean, it's like what we talked about. Sex I mean, is bad. Well, at the, not at the, like this cop. This cop was in charge. But I will say, the red light district in Amsterdam is a dark, dark, not fun place. Absolutely it sucks. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's creepy. But yeah. I mean, so is a strip club. So are a lot of places. Yeah. But. There wouldn't be as much value, what I'm saying, for, for these women in, a, in like a sex trafficking capacity. Uh, if, I don't you, know, man. I just, just, uh, you should just allow people to. Why, why is it wrong, Brooks? If I want to handle it, it's not wrong. Some, I'm oh, just saying it's a bummer. It's a bummer. General. It's a bummer. But I'm just saying, why can't you hand someone $20 for a hand job? I, I don't it know. It doesn't make any sense. That's insanity. Yeah. Insanity. Sure. Let's get into some P mail. Okay, very excited. This is titled uh, Shitty in Seattle. Hey guys, loving the Power Moves cast. Keep crushing it. So here's a recent story from this past Wednesday night at work. I like this. I like like a recent story. Most stories are. So oh, this is like, this happened back in college. So this is, yeah, this is Wednesday. They're a little, they're a little old. This is fresh. So I work at a local internet startup based out of Seattle called Amazon. <laughs> wow. Nice little outfit we got going. That's great. I'm on the shipping docks at two-day shipping where at a sh two-day shipping warehouse on graveyard shift. Chicks love a graveyard shift guy. Yeah, because there's day humping. <laughs> oh boy, that's fucking. Does that sound like? I thought this sounded like kind of a nice. If you if you gotta have like a manual labor job, just in the middle of the night loading boxes, no one's bothering you. You got your headphones in. Could be, could be worse, man. I don't know, man. I don't like night shift. I've, I've done a night shift gig. It's just, it fucks with your whole day. It will fuck with your life. Yeah. But like you said, you get to do day humping. Day humping. Anyways, prior to my first night back at work, I spent all President's Day having day beers, eating bar food, followed up by crock pot chili on Tuesdays. Jesus. It's still cold as balls in the Northwest. And this is a very loyal listener. This is, this is, yeah. this is a daddy right here. So by the time Wednesday night's shift rolls around, I'm ripping some pretty awful gas. And since I was feeling like a pile of garbage before work, I just said, fuck it, I'm not going to shower and just stayed in my regular clothes and some pretty tattered undies. He, he calls undies cronies, conies, Brooks. Oh, I don't know. I don't know that. I've so never heard that term. I had to tell him I had to switch it all to undies. Like these undies had no business being in rotation at this point. They were ready to be tossed straight into a tiny bathroom garbage. But alas, I trudged into work and risked it. And I say risked it because I'm a guy who's used to ripping ass and having the occasional skid mark in my undies. It happens. Not too concerning, right? No, man, it happens. That's why we talk about it on here. We want everyone else to feel comfortable. I about shit it. the couch. <laughs> Brooke shit the couch. Well, this time it was different. I was I was bringing more heat than usual. Oh my god! <laughs> he was throwing, he was throwing the high one. He was throwing the over a hundred. Just hot, you know, when you can feel it and it's just hot. And Ugh, you know, like right. I can't go outside. I gotcha. Just nonstop gas leaks. I was starting to catch a whiff of poo smell. Yep, that's called tip of the turd in my neck of the woods. Not the usual beer fart smell. I'm a little weary of what's going on down there, but every package is a promise, and we've got two day shipping demands to meet. Man, so I just press on, moving, kneeling, squatting, ripping, sweating. Oh, this is no. a company man right here. Yeah. He understands that people order things. They got to get that shit in two days. They want their fish. My hot asshole can't get in the way of someone's fucking new can opener arriving yeah. on time. They need a Fisher Price walker and they need it now. Need it now. Throughout the shift, I like to keep the dock folks motivated by being my usual positive self. Good for you, man. Appreciate that. 
doing my favorite workplace greeting and putting out my fist bump and telling my team, come on, guys, fist me. Get up in there. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Come on, guys, fist me. F- come on, give me a fisting. Get up in there. It's usually good for a laugh, man. It's super dirty and super funny. I love that. But as I'm clocking out and telling Big Trevor, nice shift, brother, fist me, he responds back with, I think you've done enough fisting for tonight. (laughs) Hmm. Went right over my head and I thought nothing of it until later. So I go home, tear my work clothes off, throw them in the corner, put on sweatpants and hop into bed to sleep three hours before a tooth extraction appointment. Oh, God. This guy's life's in shambles. He's falling apart. (laughs) The alarm goes off. I hop out of bed, start sorting through the bedroom, trying to make some moves. And there on the floor are my work jeans with a 10-inch skid mark (laughs) on the outside. He he shit his pants and was cocky to other people. It's like just that stripe. He's just making like hot, wet farts all day. He shit, his pants. he shit his pants at work and just still was like, hey, what's going on, Chad? <laughs> fist me, bro. Fist me, bro. You shit hey, guys, pants. good shift today, everyone. I think we did a good, we really held up the Amazon standards. You shit your pants, man. I mean, a long, I mean, a long dark brown shit streak from the belt buckle all the way down to my ball sack. That's I'm fucked. I examine the pants more and and my and my undies. It's a literal shit show. Fuck me. Fuck me. Not good. Not good. I stammer as I realize there is zero chance that my co-workers didn't see and notice my trail of brown butt tears all shift. Just awful. Yeah. But guess what? I said, fuck it. It happened. I decided right there I'd move past it. And the next night at work, I showered extra good, put on some nice cologne, fresh pants, and strutted in there like a guy who'd never shit his pants at work before. Yep. The beat goes on, and we got two-day shipping demands to meet. Love the podcast. Love the content. Already looking forward to the weekend, you guys. This guy. That's signed shitty in Seattle. Yeah, that's amazing. That is a... That's a- you're a crazy person. <laughs> that's great. It's, you're great, but you're insane. <laughs> just, I mean, that's who shits their pants and then shitting through your falls jeans, in, like sober here at work. And uh-huh. then you go to bed. You don't, uh, you're, you're going to have your fucking beds ruined. Now. Yeah. Yeah. That is the thing. Like if you, if, if you, you shit have this up, kind if of you problem, shit up your bed. Car seat? The car seat's got to have doo-doo smell on there uh, real thick. Boy, I don't want... Okay, any other P-mail? <laughs> nah, that's it for this week. Oh, we had a lot of stories gosh. we wanted to cover. Let's get into some power groove, Brooks. All right, I'll, I'll take it. I, I got I got one that I've been listening to. It's called Oslo. It's by Matthew Vasque- Vasquez, uh, who is the lead singer of Delta Spirit, mm-hmm. which is a band I really like. I play them loud around here. And Great band. They haven't had any shit out in a long time. I was like, what the fuck happened with Delta Spirit? Then- yeah, there's so many like indie type bands. like They go away and you almost forget. Well, I don't forget. I was listening to him the other day. I was like, what happened to that band? Right. So either way, he has a song called, uh, there's a song that I hear on the radio. I'm like, this is dope. 88.5. If you're in Los Angeles, is like a college radio station. It's fantastic. It's the best. You'll hear like, you know, some fucking side project from the Delta Spirit dude. And then the Beatles. Like yeah, people just, talk about how like, there's nothing good on the radio. You need to look for it. 88.5 rules. Uh, but either way, so Oslo by Matthew Vasquez. Uh, it's, it's dope. It, he talks, it basically explains why Delta Spirit is no longer happening. He had to move to Oslo with his fucking wife <laughs> in Norway. And he's like, I'm very sad here. Uh, but it's cool. It's like a new Delta Spirit song, and I've been listening to it to where uh, Gabrielle is like, "Stop it! Mm-hmm. You will do that, Brooks. Yeah, it's not my problem anymore. It's no. Gabrielle's problem. Yes. Hearing the same song fifty-seven times while you take a shower. Yep. Uh, my song of the week is the Budos Band, Old Engine Oil. Uh, Budos Band, very hip, like New York area based uh, band, all instrumental. What? Yeah, super hot. They're, it's been around for they've been around for like twenty years. They used to do more like Afro punk, and now it's like, it's. I mean, for lack of a, a, a better description, Brooks, it sounds a lot like some garagey type shit. Yeah. Except it's nine piece, nine piece instrumental band. That's great. They're super fucking rad, and Brooks, you love this song. 
it's like it gets you like moving and grooving yeah i mean it is a perfect for me like power moves put this shit on thursday or friday and pretend like you're in like a 70s detective movie and you just busted the crime and Ooh. now you're going off to peep some babes and have some uh, martinis at like some shitty bar that sounds nice it's how fucking good so the budos band b-u-d-o-s band the song is Old Engine Oil. It's a new single from them. And then right. after that, you can get into some of the other old stuff, and I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Brooks, I also made a breakup playlist for you. Oh, you said that to me, but I was in a. It was I was at a funeral. And it was late. It was probably yeah. like 1130 at night. Okay. I was just watching TV, and I was like, oh, I got to make Brooks a uh, breakup playlist for the daddies to check out. Uh, it's called To My Dearest Brooks. And uh, if you, I think you can just. Find oh, it's it. a breakup playlist because you and I broke up. Yeah. It was, oh, I see. I was like, "What are you talking about? I'm in a really happy relationship." Right no, now. no. I didn't know it was it's, for you and I. Yes, it's my breakup playlist to you, Brooks. Oh, it's a wow. romantic gesture. Oh, I see. Like, I didn't know that at all. Okay, it, I'll listen to it now. It is a. It's a. It's a very like positive breakup playlist. Okay. And I did it specifically like, hey, like we're still gonna be friends. Oh. And here's some songs that like really make me think of you, Brooks. I literally did. And, and I picked out songs like that you would. I thought you would like wow, that okay. you probably well, haven't heard and as the, opposed to like i didn't pump it full of motley crew i'm looking at it right now i'm pulling it up i haven't even i didn't even open it no to, i knew you it, were, you it were opens, out at funerals i didn't yeah it opens with to my dearest wife mm -hmm. uh yep Lucero. Uh, yeah and then we got cigarettes in the rain um singing to strangers sedona yeah this is great oh life of illusion by joe walsh this is this is this is great oh thank you yeah like, see, isn't that nice that's very kind breakups don't have to be like no yeah it's a, to a positive wow i did not i thought you were like here's a breakup playlist i was like well, i don't know what's <laughs> happening break up with your girlfriend here's a playlist let's yeah. fuck again brooks yeah i have no idea um well thank you mike i'll make one for you and then we can talk about it next week it's um, very enjoyable also it was, uh, it was fun. it's fun to make make no, a playlist playlist is, is so fun uh, also, if you're listening to this and you live around Raleigh, North Carolina, I'm there right now doing stand up at the Raleigh Improv. Come to shows this weekend. That's wild. Yeah, you're actually, I yeah, got. You'll hear this show tomorrow morning. I got to get on be a, there tomorrow night. I got to get on a plane pretty quick here. Fucking fun. Um, yeah, and then I'm in Bloomington, Indiana, the weekend after that. Then I'm in Pittsburgh Improv the weekend after that. And then I'm at the Improv Irvine Improv the weekend after that. I'm doing stand up all month. Brooks, do we have time to do the After Dark show today? Not really, because I kind of got to go. But uh, uh, I don't know how to help you with that one. Mm, it's tough because the the uh, the the, uh, the equipment's got to stay here. It doesn't need to stay here. I, Are I'm you going to have to get ready? No. Here, just let's... We'll, what if we cut it off now and we do like 10 minutes? We'll cut it off right now. We'll do We'll do the intro to mine, and then we'll do yours real quick. On the same thing. No, here, just, just, we can just do the intro to yours on this card. This is essentially what the After Dark show is. Yeah, yeah, okay, all right. Well, either way, man. Anyway, if you're a subscriber to the K Money Club at, uh, power, at the uh, Patreon slash Power Moves with Mike Burns, uh, patreon.com slash Power Moves with Mike Burns. I got all fucking uh, mixed up there for a second. Uh, you can hear us chit chat after the show and uh, give our real uh, some relaxed vibe. And basically, we say stuff we'd rather not be out there in the in the general public. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, hey, it's maybe it's not a popular opinion. We want to keep this kind of in the middle, somewhere in the middle. It's more just bullshit. It's more of us catching up. Now that we don't live together, we got a lot to talk about. Right. I think that in the future, the newer the uh, the. Uh, after dark episodes are going to be better yeah, because there's sure. going to be a lot of stuff we haven't hashed out. Anything awesome. else? Brooks. Nope. Nope. I just got, I got a, uh, we got to hustle, hustle this up so I can go get on airplane. So I can go tell jokes to, uh, people in North Carolina. And of course, follow the Insta at power moves podcast. Okay. Uh, bye bye. Thanks. Daddy. Really looking forward to the weekend. You guys. Power moves. I'll make it power. Moves.